0: I want to tell you about one of our partners, Quetzal Education Consulting. Quetzal Education Consulting is a queer, black, and indigenous women-owned firm offering anti-racist consulting, PD coaching, keynotes, workshops, and more. Their newly released abolitionist teaching workshop series coaches and prepares teachers to further develop abolitionist practices in the classroom. Find out why they have been called The Future of Educational Justice by Dr. Bettina Love. You can book a free consultation with Quetzal by calling 510-397-8011 or visiting QuetzalEC.com. That is Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L-E-C.com and if you mention you heard about them through Two Dope Teachers, you will receive a five percent discount on their abolitionist teaching pd series once again you can book them by visiting quetzal on their connect with us page
1: hey what's really going on it's boots riley i'm the writer and director of sorry to bother you you are now listening to two dope teachers and a microphone keep it locked right here no texting
0: kevin adams is not here at the moment um he has a commitment but you heard him in in the intro so hopefully you got your little kev fix uh, that you needed right here. Uh, before we jump into this incredible interview with the man, Jimmy Day, the second 2023 Colorado Teacher of the Year, want to invite you if you are a first time listener, and I imagine that Mr. Day maybe pointed you in the direction of our podcast, uh, you can follow us on all the social media uh, platforms. We are still on Twitter. We are not giving up. We might give up, but we're not giving up at this moment. Uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can just search us at 2DopeTeachers as our handle everywhere. You can send us emails, 2DopeTeachers at gmail.com. And if you love our content as much as we love bringing it to you, you can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash uh, 2 where for $15 a month you get a sticker. Sticker that is made by Sham, a young street artist here in the state of Colorado who is fan. Fantastic. So um, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our guests. This is this is so exciting um, because, folks, if you have looked at the History of Colorado Teacher of the Year, some things might have stood out to you. I might have even used this as a, what do you notice? What do you wonder about the History of Colorado Teacher of the Year? It gives me great pleasure to welcome Jimmy Day II, middle school band teacher in Aurora Public Schools, to the podcast jimmy welcome thank you thank you Harto. how you doing man man i'm 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 holding i'm i'm trying i'm trying the gratitude thing i'm not historically good at gratitude <laughs> and i think i need to work on that you know given what week it is how about yourself
1: man i'm I'm doing great man thanks for having me here man but yeah i'm, I'm doing great man just you know riding his wave
0: <laughs> That's right. No, we were talking a little bit off mic, and uh it's so great to to hear the kinds of things you're starting to experience, the people that you're talking to. Um, as part of this episode, folks, we will be posting links to other places where you can hear Jimmy's ideas. Um, the, the big thing that that is really important is is to name that Jimmy Day II is the first African-American male state teacher of the year. Um, and this is massive. This is such a big deal. Um, Not only for Colorado's black community, but for the state of Colorado to be able to see what the teaching profession actually looks like on the ground. So congratulations on that distinction, Mr. Day.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's a band teacher, which is amazing. I got to get you connected to uh, my guy, Justin Johnson in Illinois. He he was, he about jumped through our group chat to, you know, come and try to find you from Illinois because he was so, super excited. Um, so we're going to, we're going to start with just a couple of questions. We're going to learn about you a little bit. Um, I'm always curious because I was an ill-behaved child, um, particularly in the year that you are so so I I was in band. I, I played the clarinet because I was the only instrument that we had around. And um, and I was in band in seventh and eighth grade. And man, the things that we put Mr. Grassler through, oh man. Uh, like oh no. But dude had dude had a great attitude towards uh-huh. it. Like he he would he would do that kind of sigh. <sighs> okay, y'all are 12 or 13. This is just what it is. And we're just going to keep on trying to play music. Uh, but unlike your unlike your band, we were terrible. And so I know that that just kind of added things to it. But I'm really curious as to what Young Jimmy was like. Um, and sort of tell me a little bit about, about you as a youngster.
1: Well, um, man, Young Jimmy, uh, you know, I think I was always <laughs> just – just just music was just always in me. Yeah. You know, I used to, I used to as, as a young as a kid, you know, um, after I got hooked on to music, I used to drive my mother crazy, walking around <laughs> the house, bebopping, making drum sounds, yes. or when I'm like uh, bringing a basket up, basket of clothes up from the dryer, you know, like I have it against my leg, like I'm marching with a drum, so I'm uh, Hey, I used to oh, drive yeah. the crazy. My, my, me and my friends, we would grab these little pails and wrap and, and time around our waist and be marching up down the street. Oh, that was man. that was that was you know. And outside of doing uh, the athletic stuff, you know, playing basketball at the park and football on the in the streets and stuff like that, but yeah I was i mean I was a, a musical kid and I used to just drive my mom crazy you always walk around making all this boost 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 style stuff with you with you what you. What you, what you stopped it like I would drive her crazy like
0: will bet. I'll I would bet. drive
1: her crazy um as far as like as a student in school oh no my mama didn't play. My mom would play. If if I thought about getting out of line, I, I would probably feel some kick uh pop me up in the back of my head. It's line. like
0: you feel the presence. Yeah, it's you like can just you feel, feel like, the presence. Yes. I just I, saw, I feel like, something. I feel yeah. something about to happen to the back of my head.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I didn't get in trouble in school. I didn't get in trouble. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that yeah, my mom had that on lock. So she didn't have to worry about that. And I, you amazing. know, I had my little mischievous times there. Sure, I, sure, I guess, sure. I'm not gonna say I was an angel, but yeah, you know where to draw the line because <laughs> you yeah. know. If, if I, I mean, I, line, line, be I think trouble. maybe
0: you knew where to draw the line. Yeah, I, I was t- very <laughs> poor at, at <laughs> recognizing where the line was and what side I needed to be on. Jimmy, where did you grow up? Are, are you? I know you're not originally from Colorado, but where did you grow up?
1: Oh, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan on the west side. Oh,
0: Detroit, yeah. Michigan. Uh, Asia yeah. Lyons, who uh, co-hosts the uh, Exit Interview podcast that we have on this platform, okay. is also from uh, the Detroit area. So she's going right. to be uh, jumping around, very excited about this. Um, so three. so let's see. Um, so what is it that kind of interests you about becoming a teacher? Because I think in black and brown communities, we don't, that's not often the profession that's encouraged. And it's not because we don't, appreciate or respect or value education. It's not because we are not educated or intelligent people ourselves. It just isn't one of those things that comes to the forefront. How did teaching come to the forefront for you?
1: Um, well, you know, like like you said, teaching wasn't at the top of my list. Um, yeah. Middle school, high school, I was always putting positions of leadership you know, mm. drum major in high school, sexual okay. leader in the band. So yeah, yeah, I was I had all them opportunities, a student arranger in a band. So I had those opportunities to, you know, be in that position, but I just never thought about me being a teacher. And, yeah. and until I got to maybe like my third end of my third year of college, where mm. I was just really kind of like I was in at this time I was a fashion merchandise major. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, um, I, y- y'all aren't <laughs> seeing
0: the video, but I'm seeing evidence yeah. of this right here. That sweatshirt <laughs> is fantastic. Hair Thank is you. on point. Glasses, you. like you got a smart little goatee, like you got. Yeah, I I see it. There's evidence of this. I
1: appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, man. So I was kind of like going nowhere in that major. I wasn't really doing well in school, and I was really thinking mm. about like seriously, just like dropping out because I was like, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I don't know. I couldn't find my purpose, mm. and so. The associate band director at that time, he's now the director of bands at Tennessee State University, Dr. McDonald. Okay. He and uh, he encouraged me to change my major because he's like, you always over here in this building because I was a part of this ensemble, that ensemble, you know, yeah. marching band and wind I mean, that
0: continuation and, of that love yeah, of and music like, you, that you always had. Yes,
1: exactly. So he was yeah. just like, do you spend more time over here than you do in your own building? Why don't you just <laughs> come on home and be a music major? And he just said a music major. He didn't say anything about music education. He just said, uh, OK, be a music major because this is what you're good at. This is you. This is your purpose. Uh, I want
0: to. Can I put a in something really yeah. quick so mm-hmm. so um, i don't, i don't know how I, I i let this like slip past but so you 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 had this entire childhood and in this, this youth that was really just passionate about music like this whole time how come you didn't actually major in music upon arriving in college? What was it that... and and maybe I'm I might be sort of asking this um, as the parent of an artist, uh, <laughs> um, but um, but what? How come you didn't go right into uh, being a music major initially?
1: Me, I'm just just being stubborn. So <laughs> I went. So when I started at Cass Tech in the ninth grade, you know, yeah. I had to audition to get in that school. Yep. And so when you audition, you know, rather than, you know, it was a test, is a school that you had to take the test. And yeah. so I, I wasn't a good test taker. So I didn't pass the entry exam. Mm-hmm. So I had to audition to get in. And so when I auditioned to get in, I mean, we had curriculums. All right. And so when you pass the test, you, you get to choose whatever curriculum you want to study the four years. Oh, OK. But once you audition, I had to go in as an avocational music major
0: oh I was it. okay so
1: I did music 9th 10th 11th and 12th and I mean I mean singing with the choirs uh yeah you know playing in jazz band concert band symphonic band marching band taking piano class taking music it was just wow. music music playing in just the orchestra just
0: immersed music. completely just,
1: yeah, immersed. so yes I was just, <clears throat> it was all music so yeah. when I got to college I know my mom she was always said, you need to just be a music major because you're good at it and I just <laughs> at that time I was like I just wanted to do something different Yeah, so I ended up going in as an engineer major first. Okay. So that's why um, you know, even though I would just fill all this music, I didn't do it in college because it was
0: like I've been doing
1: it my whole life. So it's just like I want to do something different,
0: but then somehow it pulled you and it pulled me right
1: back. Yeah. So I was just (laughs) delaying the inevitable. That's all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we all have to have that thing, right? I mean, I think that's something that is often spoken on, but not ever like really explored, is just how one goes on that journey of finding themselves in college. And some of it is maybe pushing away the things that feel like they're, they're your toys from when you were a kid. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, uh, shout out to you because I think I didn't rediscover my passion for writing until maybe five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, and I often wonder what my trajectory would have been. So you got pulled back into music Mm -hmm. and you changed to, to this uh, music major.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm at this music major. and So what's really sparked it was, you know, during that time, when I'm taking these classes, we had to do practicums, we had to, you know, go to these high schools and different because I took a, hmm. a couple music education classes as well. And okay. so we had to go to these um, high schools and middle schools and check out, you know, these teachers and watch them teach and observe yeah. them. And then we'll come back to class and we'll discuss it, you know, and what we saw and all that stuff. And so with those practicums, I was able to like get in and kind of be like hands on because some teachers will let mm. you just be hands on with their students, you know. Mm, yeah. And so I was fortunate enough to have a couple of those teachers that let me work hands on with their student, like doing pullouts, taking them in a the practice room, working on stuff because I was a trombone baritone and tuba person so i was wow. you know a low brass person so yeah. if they had an issue with their trombone or tuba or baritone player you know i would be happy to work with them and pull them out mm-hmm. and give them some tips and stuff or bring something to their attention that the band director might have missed because you know as band directors we come in knowing this one instrument we learn the basics that's you know, always all other like
0: blown me away yeah like, we we, like, we learn the basics how y'all but... know all the instruments <laughs> practice every year trying to figure out yeah it's such an underrated and underspoken aspect I'm sure in music education this is mm-hmm. like norm, like like y'all understand what you do in order to be a uh, a band teacher but yeah. I think those of us outside of music, music education either don't know anything mm-hmm. or I just sit here in awe saying I just saw that dude go from the trombone to the piano uh-huh. to like to the drums like what yeah that's yeah. incredible that's yeah, a you, you playing at least three
1: two to three different instruments a wow. day, just so wow. you model for the students but yeah yeah so but that, that's what they did you know that's that's what they would do and like I said being a band director you know you just learning basics of the other instruments uh some mm-hmm. more than others you may tend to miss some real small but important thing about this instrument and so that's when a specialist comes in and just kind of you know point okay. you know put their attention to the untrained eye. You know, yeah. we know the basics, and yeah. sometimes we can know a little more the more we do it, the more we practice the instrument, the deeper we can go into the knowledge of it. But yeah, yeah sometimes we, we might miss that little detail that's that that can take the student's level from here to here. Sure. And sometimes a, a specialist has to be the one to point that out. And so I had the pleasure of just you know, you know, pointing that kid in the right direction or those children in the right direction, and for them to get you know a lot of uh, success off of me helping them so yeah and that's when that spark, you know that just when it came I'm like you know what I think I think I found
0: my purpose I think I found
1: what I need to be and who I need to be.
0: Oh, I love that. No, I love it, and and I think it's it's really interesting. So two dope teachers and a mic. We we try to um really amplify these stories of BIPOC educators, and and I think the thing that is that the the pattern that I just continue to see is as you know we're now in the seventh year of the podcast when we talk to black and brown educators, is that very few of us went through it in a traditional way, right? Very few of us knew at the age of six that we wanted to be a teacher when we played school with our friends <laughs> and we like very few of us did that for a right. lot of us right um for a lot of us, the passion found us, right. and we stepped into it. It's a lot like it's it's similar to the way I became a teacher because I was really passionate as an ethnic studies major
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that was the only that was the only discipline that I ever enjoyed so much that I want to tell everybody about it Mm -hmm. and so my friends in college would joke with me about how like I feel like I'm in class right now I'm here breaking down the Mexican revolution and you know why why it was a uh somewhat anti-indigenous movement and I'm like going through all these things and people are like this is cool I could just listen to you and and I think that so I ended up getting an alternative license Mm. um and uh barely passing passing my practice test but that's another Conversation. Let's oh, not about um, practice, man. Oh, let's not, let's not. We're here. All I all I have to say <laughs> is that there is no correlation between effectiveness of a teacher and a score you got on test. I passed by one point. <laughs> hey, a pass is a pass, man. Exactly. And here I am. Well, that, that's incredible. So, so one of the things that I think has has really gra- garnered a lot of attention, at least in the educational social media world. Is um, renewed attention on HBCUs. Like there's, and and this, when I say renewed attention, I mean, us non-black folks are starting to actually recognize that mm. that HBCUs are a thing, right, mm. and that they're really significant. I saw um, an article online from the Grio on that sort of talking about the impact that Deion Sanders has had on on building up that reputation. So how did your experience, because you said you went to Tennessee State, right? Yes. And that's an HBCU. Yes, it is. So how did that experience shape your path as an educator and as a person? And I guess one of the things for folks who don't have the same familiarity with the role that historically Black colleges and universities have, what's something about that experience that you wish more people understood?
1: Well, you know, I'm, the is going to be kind of unique because, That's okay. you know, being from Detroit and all Black City yep. and then going to an HBCU, there was really no difference for me. It's like I took Detroit with me. Just continuation, <laughs> so just it continuation. Just continuation. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. you know, it like, it wasn't like like a culture shock when I walked in, yeah. everything that was, you know, like, I would say the the thing that I remember I had to adjust to going there was... I'm from the north, so mm. I come off rude, right? In the mm. south, it's different. That southern hospitality means something down there. You There's
0: see. like a politeness. Yeah, like it's a politeness polite. that you
1: do because you people off the streets that I don't know, that. hey, how you doing? I used to look at them like, you talking to me? We You're didn't like, do that in Detroit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I would say the whole southern hospitality thing is I think that what kind of gave me kind of added to my personality cuz now I speak to everybody. I call everybody mm-hmm. ma'am, I call everybody sir. And yeah. that's because oh, that's I cool. went to this this school in the south, this HBCU in the south. But like as far as like it being a culture shock, it wasn't like no type of culture shock or no type of thing that I had to like really adjust to because I was used to it already cuz I grew up in a black city. I went to public schools with yeah. what almost 100% of my classmates being black and, and almost 100% of the school population being black. Yeah. So it was really nothing different for me. I think it just enhanced what I already, you know, went through. I was able to be around some some up and coming, you know, black, uh, you know, students that that had high goals and was, you know, trying to, you yeah. know, being around those type of people. I think that was that was a good experience. But like yeah. like I said, it wasn't really like nothing like too different. Like, oh, my God, I got to make a shift. Yeah. It wasn't anything like that. I just think it just enhanced what I was already used to.
0: Yeah. And and I think this is what I think is really important about that experience because you use the word enhanced who you already sort of were and gave you. I think that's what's really powerful about this experience. Like I think about my experience as a brown kid at the University of Colorado Boulder. I, mm-hmm. I wear this only, only because it's literally where I went to college, but uh-huh. you know, that, that whole um, struggle, like, I think it sounds like, it sounds like you were able to to grow in ways that maybe would have been more difficult in in a you know in a pri- predominantly white university, right? And I think that when you talk about the diversity going from you know the north, as you said, into a region of the south, mm-hmm. there were things that you learned in like new sort of versions of of blackness, if you will. Um, That you hadn't been exposed to as much and that you kind of like and it just kind of grew you so I I I think that's actually the case for these universities existing because Mm -hmm. it isn't even about protecting people from something it's it's about how do you just ensure excellence by community for community. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's beautiful. Um, So uh, I want to ask you this question. Um, We've already sort of talked a little bit about this. Um, What should people understand about band teachers and especially middle school band teachers that maybe they don't understand? As you know, the conversation around quote unquote electives um, is always one that is informed by a lot of people who don't see the value of the arts and don't see the value of non-traditional core classes, right? What do you think people need to understand about about you and your uh, band gang? (laughs)
1: first of all being a middle school being a band director is is difficult enough but being a middle school band director that's another (laughs) level of (laughs) difficulty right there because think about it you're basically doing what a three four man's three four person job and i'm I'm very transparent about that with my students i said beginners i say you're gonna have to be patient i'm one person if I can split myself up into three different people and have three a third of myself working with the class, we can move so fast right. I'm one person. That's right. That's I, I would love to, be, to be able to do that. <laughs> yes. And so you know, we're teaching what anywhere from what eight to nine different instruments at one time, and you know some some directors might have the resources where they could bring other people in and work you know and have an extra body in there um and and i mean just having one extra person there just takes a lot of the um you know the pressure off you know um but just being in there teaching all of those instruments because every instrument has a different function some may be similar but the function is different and that can you know that can be difficult. I think that that can be very exhausting. So yeah. that's the that's the main thing. Like you know, for people to and know you about even us, like, about
0: middle schoolers, right? Because, no, that like... right.
1: That's not. Let's talk about the physical makeup. <laughs> let's talk about them being awkward and clumsy and yeah, you know, going through these changes. And trying and,
0: to, they're trying to figure themselves and, out. Yeah, trying their... to find
1: themselves. Yeah. So you got to take all of that and then you try to teach them how to do this challenging task of planning an instrument because it's not easy. Yeah. You know, so for some kids it comes naturally, but most it is something you got to work on. So you yeah. take all that, this awkwardness, this trying to find who I am. I'm in a middle stage of my life and I'm, yep. you know, resistant sometimes. And sometimes I'm going to act like a, an adult and sometimes I want to act like a baby. So you're yep. going through all of this and then you're trying yeah. to teach them. So, yeah, it's and it's on
0: typical. top of it, like as a former high school teacher, I always knew that if I sat down and talked to a high school student and I was Mm -hmm. like, Jimmy, what's going on, man? Are you doing okay today? Like that high school student more than likely is able to say, all right, Mr. Munoz, let me, let me just tell you, um, here's, here's how I'm feeling right now. Here's what I'm going through. And I'm really sorry if it's coming off in some type of way and all this kind of thing. I feel like middle schoolers don't always have a great understanding of why they feel what they feel. And I think that, a lot of teachers just get super impatient with that. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. you need to tell me what you need. And like, I think about myself in particularly seventh grade, which was just such a wild year for me. Mm -hmm. And just like, if somebody would have asked me, hey, are you doing okay? I'd be like, um, I don't know. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> like, you said seventh grade. I mean, that's the year right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I
0: mean, I think I've had yeah. my, my biggest challenges with eighth grade, Um, but seventh uh-huh. graders. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> because eighth graders want nothing to do with anybody who's not in their friend group. <laughs> you know? and, and you got to love it. I mean, that that's that's incredible. And I think that I but I, you know, we'll get to this as you know, right after the break. But man, being in the room and just feeling the love from your students for you was so incredible. Like, uh, you know, not having, I I haven't been able to be a part of an in-person announcement, you know, since I kind of stepped into this world Mm -hmm. and being there was incredible, but we are gonna talk about that right after a quick break. Stay with us. Yo, what's good my people? It's me, Gerardo Munoz flying solo um single pringle on this episode of two dope teachers and a Mike. uh kevin is away on business i think i'm not sure i think he may be trying to ghost me but it's all good i love kev he loves me so uh before the break we started talking a little bit about about uh your work as a teacher um so I got to be there. As I said, um, they added me last second. They're like, Hey, you want to come to this thing? I'm like, I want to come to this thing. And I didn't, <laughs> I like, I didn't know that, that it was going to be you. I read over the candidates cause that's one thing that you will always be doing from here until the end of time is seeing who's nominated and seeing what you think about them. Um, making a prediction. You, you were my pick. I was oh, like, appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, it's going to, it's going to be this dude. And you and I know some people in common. Um, and, uh, you know, they say good things about you. So I knew it was going to be fine. Um, how did tell me about that moment when you were announced as Colorado? Like, take me through it, because okay. it was cool. It was cool.
1: <laughs> so let's let's that's let's, let's be OK. So let's go back because <laughs> this is a story right here. You can't can't gloss over this. I I would take all of the... No. Okay. So we're going to take it back (laughs) from Wednesday morning.
0: Okay. Wednesday
1: morning. All right. Two days before this happened. Yeah. uh, I was in, we just finished up our staff meeting, our morning staff meeting. And before we went, I went back to my class after we wrapped up, me and one of my assistant principal who um, you know, who observes me and, you know, does all that. Me and him was having a conversation and because it was, we was having a conversation about the visitors that I got to my, I got in my class on Tuesday. So Tuesday, we had some people from the board come out, it was the superintendent and some of his team members. And they was like, Hey, <laughs> they coming through to do a little walkthrough, you know, Jimmy, your class, they're going to see your class at 30 And my morning classes are my sixth graders so we just started a new quarter so i had a brand new group of sixth
0: oh graders, man they're not yeah. playing
1: where are just still going over the rules and procedures oh, and
0: oh, we're we still learning <laughs> all this stuff
1: we still practicing stuff so we're not really getting into That's right
0: because it was like october so that makes yes. sense if you're mm-hmm. on a quarter system oh man
1: exactly <laughs> yeah so we was like what two weeks in Mm-hmm. In that new quarter when they came to visit, and so I was uh, joking with with uh, my with Adam, my sister I'm like, "Why y'all bring them to my sixth grade class? Y'all know I ain't doing nothing. Like, come <laughs> on, you know I'm not doing anything but rules and procedures and expectations, and we practicing this and that. And that. So they're not going to get it's all. Oh, no, you were good. They were good. They, they, you know. You we, like, and no. I saw them back there whispering to my uh, evaluator, so I'm whispering to Adam. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm teaching, but I'm like, "What they whispering about? You know." <laughs> listen the whole time they back there that's so
0: distracting they're having these little like conversations yeah. and it's like
1: and so they, they back there so i didn't know they back there plotting and scheming they back there plotting and scheming <laughs> so you know i'm not you know i don't know what's going on i'm still teaching and they was there for about maybe about 10 minutes and then they left right and so like i said fast forward back to wednesday i was joking about that with adam like right? so you know it's all it's okay it's okay yeah i was kind of you know explaining to him that you know yeah you just got these groups just created blah 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 while we're talking, our principal walks up to me and she has this look on her face. She said, Mr. Day, I have a huge favor to ask you. And I said, <laughs> what? We're having an award ceremony on Friday. We're having an award ceremony for the students to, you know, highlight you know, what they're doing and this and that and, you know, highlight the good things that they're doing. Can your band play or perform oh, there? Man. And I was like,
0: no, <laughs> I'm
1: like we, you know, the whole month of September, and October. You're like, listen,
0: you know. I just had this conversation,
1: <laughs> and this, this like what a month, and like we just finished the first quarter. So first quarter, I'm heavy into basic fundamentals with my, yeah. you know, with my advanced kids because you know I'm not teaching any music until we get these meat and potatoes right. down. You know You're what like I'm play saying? Play what? Right. So I'm like, she was like, well, I mean, any, any like exercises out the book you can play? Can you play a scale? And I'm like this is last minute. So I'm already irritated. She said, so
0: I said, okay, look, you're like, this is the worst week ever. Right.
1: Right? I'm <laughs> like, so let me go to my cave. Let me go to my office. Let me figure out what I can do. And then I'll get back. When she was like, I will really appreciate it. If you do like, I owe you big time and blah, blah, blah. And not to mention, I had my Tennessee state uh, letterman jacket on yeah. and she really messed up. when she said, Oh, TSU. Oh, you went to Texas 7? I said, mm. Oh, so it's like, ah. I said, <laughs> How dare you? So, <laughs> we had a real TSU, you know? <laughs> so, so you know, things are just getting better and better for me, right? Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> so that's I a... So, I come up with a plan. I was uh talking to my uh, um... you're like, I
0: could call him sick, I yeah, sick <laughs> <days."> <laughs> <laughs> right? So,
1: you know, I was, I went back to my office and me and the choir teacher, we, we, we. Hey, that's my ace Boone coon, you know. We yeah. we sit there and we talk and we we know problem solve, you know, yeah. share offices. So I'm in there talking and talking to her, and at the same time, I'm kind of like getting it off my chest because I'm frustrated about this last minute yeah. before <laughs> I don't do last minute. It's that okay. that's how
0: that's the foundation of me and Kevin's relationship is complaining uh, <laughs> about things that we were asked to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I mean, man, it's so you know. And so long story short, I came up with a plan. I said, okay, we're going to do this. We do this. We do that. Okay, fine. We just had to recycle some stuff we played last year because I had returning students. So I said, okay, let's recycle. Yeah. Brought it up to the students. I said, hey, they need us. Let's just try to do it. I said, bye. And now this is Wednesday afternoon. I brought this to them. I said, now <laughs> Thursday afternoon, if we don't sound good, it's a no. But yep. I said, we're going to give it a try anyway. So I went back, told the principal, you know, okay, we're going to give it a shot. Kids stepped up. They learned the music.
0: Now, did, did the kids complain? Not like, really. Oh, wow. Not really. They,
1: they were just kind of like, oh. They're like, that's weird. OK. okay. <laughs> but if you said we got to do it, well, you know, let's do it. You know, so, so they were kind of with me on that. And so, yeah. you know, like I said, thank thank goodness for muscle memory, right? You know, they was able to kind of just remember what we played last yeah. year. I just passed that yeah. re-passed out the music and yeah. it came back to them as if they never forgot. That's it. cool. You know, we just had to tweak a couple of things. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, we cool. I'm feeling good. Okay. we. So Friday, here it is.
0: You're like, I can't wait till the weekend.
1: <laughs> uh, tell me about it. And now listen now b- b- right before Friday, I'm emailing my principal. I'm hitting her up, emailing my principal, asking her this question, this question, this question. Because when you say Mr. Day students has to perform, I gotta make sure all like, the, the, the I's are yeah. got it, and I gotta make sure all the T's are crossed. Like because yeah. I want to make sure that my students are in the right mind frame. I don't want nobody, you know, being yeah, you, you know take panicky serious. and you everything has to be right. i Take that don't serious. play with I music you don't play with music exactly so <laughs> yeah. I tonovich and she is not answering any questions or she'll <sighs> give me this real general statement and I'm like okay so fast <laughs>
0: meanwhile forward. she's texting people yeah, right. at <laughs> saying okay your boy has some <laughs> wild questions right now <laughs> like what am I, I don't know how to answer oh, these questions <laughs> i drove that poor lady crazy because i'm just i'm a
1: perfectionist when it comes to performing yeah. like everything has to be in order i can and the kids the, the kids want
0: out. it like i think that's the thing that i'm hearing is mm-hmm. the kids also want to be able to step up and show yeah. up like they don't want to go up there and look like they don't know what they're doing yeah, exactly and, you exactly. know it's like yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and, you it's know, amazing. and I'm not going to set my students up for any type of failure. At I don't make sure we gonna to set, set them up for success. So that's right. That that's was right. real borderline right there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean, you know, and we we get to the moment. Right. And uh, we know we in our room because they yep. said, no, you got to go to your room. You, you got to have the band students in the room because I'm looking at the email. They sent this thread email. and They like they give them the plans. OK we're going to keep Mr. Day in the room with his students and an administrator's going to come around and pick him up. And I'm reading the email like, why do an administrator got to escort me to the, uh, to the auditorium? Why do I need to be escorted to the auditorium? By, what is it? The whole time I'm like, what is going, why are we being so sensational right now? And so <laughs> we get to the moment, the afternoon, me and my kids in the room and we warmed up, we tuned up, we did a couple run throughs of the music and, and now so, you're just waiting. Yeah, you know, so I looked at the time. I said, okay, well, it seemed like they started. So I sent it one sent one of my, my percussionists around there to check. She walked out the room, she came back three seconds later. Mr. Day, they're security guards, they are not letting me go into the other hallway. I said, What do you mean? There's oh, two man. students right there that will not let me leave. So they have these. These student ambassadors called the golden Eagles. So oh, okay. you know, they bring when when we have guests, they the You're students, like, they brought
0: you know, the police. Yeah. You
1: know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they had they, you know, they're the, the the student ambassadors. So they, you know, take the guests around and you know yep. all that <clears> stuff, <throat> you know. And so I said, Well, so we laughed about it. So I let my students go to the restroom because we we're all in our own hallway. And so while they were going to the restroom, I walked over to the two young ladies. I said, she, they was like, you cannot come past here, Mr. Day. I said, well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> because we got strict orders that you cannot leave this hallway. But I was like, even though I'm a teacher, I can't leave. No, Mr. Day. Oh, why is that? You're like, I am grown. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Why are you, you telling my grown self? I'm a professional here, okay? Are like, you telling me I can't? I'm, I'm really being a problem to these students. And bless their hearts, they will be a good sports. They said, Mr. Day, we cannot let you go. Why? They didn't tell us why, but they say I said, "Why didn't y'all ask? Why didn't y'all ask a question? You gonna execute something? I'm just giving you a mission. You gonna execute a mission, and you don't ask a question? Why are you doing it, Mister Day?" This they, is why
0: they, we need critical right? thinking in schools. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they said, Mister Day. They said if we ask any questions, they was gonna get angry at us. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave y'all alone. I'm gonna go back in my room." So we God, all went back whole, in the this room. This
0: is a whole dictatorship.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I was like, and I joked with the, with the vet. I said, "Hey, we are actually." Hostages back here right now. And we,
0: we in there cracking
1: up. Like, they're not letting none of us go. I'm like, what is We in there like, what is going on? So, finally, somebody came around and got us. We walk in, we walk, you know. So, I got my kids lined up, you know, and I'm still in performance mode. All right, y'all. Yep. We in, da, 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 da. So, they finally let us in. And <laughs> then they sent the kids on to the backstage. And my principal's like, hold up right here. It's like, right here. He's like, yeah, hold up right there. So I was like, okay. All right. So I held, a, you know, stood there and then she was like, "Okay, go ahead, go ahead." I'm like, "Go." Oh, okay. So I, you know, kind of trotted backstage <laughs> and right when I got backstage, that's when they was making the announcement that, you know, "Welcome Mr. Jimmy Day 2023 Colorado Teacher of the Year." And oh. I'm behind them and I listen. Now my students was laughing.
0: And you're and you're still kind of mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz I'm still and then I hear that, and it stops me dead in my tracks. And I'm backstage, and you know the curtains down, so I'm trying to find my way through the <laughs> curtains tr- to get out. That's why I looked all frazzled when I walked out on the stage. that's I'm really like, funny because you didn't look
0: you it. didn't look frazzled at all. You looked surprised, <laughs> but not frazzled.
1: Man, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad it came off of as yeah, I couldn't I couldn't yeah. find an opening through the curtain. And I'm like, did she just say what I thought she said? So, <laughs> and I walked out there, and everybody clapping. I'm just like. All these familiar faces. I see the superintendent out in front. I see everybody giving me a I was like, "You telling me on it?" She's like, "Yeah, you know, you, you the teacher." And I was so that that was like, wow, uh, wow. man, probably one of the greatest moments I have ever experienced as an educator. And yeah. as you can tell, I got real emotional because you, you know it just it just all hit me at one time. Yeah. You know, it was just like, man, they finally see you. They finally see you. And so mm. it was just, it was so grateful. And what made it even better, I didn't even see my wife and my son yeah, in the front that. row. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, yeah. So we're going to have to talk about that. I was like, nah, when I saw that, what got me like that is like, she was in this too. <laughs> <laughs> she had a part of these shenanigans too. Are you serious? This is what, All right, that's why I was like, that's why I kept saying, we're going to have to talk when we get home. You're going to have to explain to me what happened and how it happened.
0: Well, and how and did you pull told- this over me? What was so beautiful was was how you're like, man, I, I can't wait to tell my wife, and yes! then someone's like, she's here, <laughs> <And> you're like, <laughs> they're right in the front row. I mean, yes. you know, the the just the raw emotion in that moment was was so amazing to watch, and um, I love the backstory. The backstory is amazing, and, <laughs> and I will tell you as one of the people that they had to like shuffle through the hallways, like, uh-huh. like I was with a couple of the student yeah. ambassadors. They're amazing. What great little uh-huh. leaders they are. And they would like kind of peek around the corner yeah. and be like, okay, okay, come on, come on. <laughs> so I felt like I was like sneaking out like, something. Oh, man. And so like they had it like, and, and I remember, I, I forget which administrator it was, but somebody was like, no, we need to make sure we do this right because Jimmy won't sit still. Like he will like, like we need to, like can't let him see us, and so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, but that that was such a cool um, thing to be a part of, and like you said, that that feeling of they they finally see it's such a it was such a powerful thing, and for your students, like this was an auditorium full of little black and brown children mm-hmm. to see you get this um recognition and and be named ah it was it was just it's it's my favorite thing of the fall that i've been a part of just like having watched a community just get so hyped about it um so beautiful so there's, you know, I'm sure that you, you've you had all the conversations about what this means, right? <laughs> um, so, and this is an unfair question that I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, so the question of what is it that you're hoping to accomplish uh, during, during your year, but like the, the thing that I think you always – want to keep in mind is that you are the forever 2023 Colorado teacher of the year Mm -hmm. like your that distinction doesn't end when the calendar year ends right Right. um but in this sort of in this role what's something that you hope to accomplish
1: I just man I think the main thing is just like shining a light on music education I think for far too long I think you know music education kind of just been put on the back burner
0: for real and
1: we have been just Treat it like okay they're the exploratory teachers
0: but that's right i think this and particularly in middle school where particularly like,
1: in middle school yes you
0: know i i remember a year at the school that i used to teach at where we just decided we would have kids take you know every elective for like six weeks mm-hmm. and I, I just remember feeling like man like i would hate to be the art teacher right now mm-hmm. i would hate to be the drama teacher right now right. because right. or the pe teacher because i feel like we're just kind of cheapening this entire thing mm-hmm. and and not honoring like the real possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that mm-hmm. that light needs to be shed. I think mm-hmm. I interrupted you, though. <laughs> oh, it's cool. It's cool.
1: Yeah. I just yeah, I just wanted to I just to that's the main thing. Just show people, you know, you know, music education. We're out here, you know, we we you know, we set these students up for scholarships. You know, I mean, kid coming up in Detroit, I, my family yeah. was not rich. So how did I get to college on my instrument? You know, like just things like that. I was, I mean, I was kept out of trouble. I was kept off the street. Why? Because I was in band practice all the time in middle school and high school and college, you know? Well,
0: and you had a place to put that passion that you you had had for music.
1: Yes, exactly. So yeah, but yeah, just, just really showing, just shining a light on music education and just kind of showing what real structure in the classroom can really do for a teacher, the type of success it can bring. So, yeah. if those two things could be my platform. That's that is that's what I'm really going to shed a
0: light on. Now, that's so important because I think that as we <clears throat> we enter this really weird moment in our history, and I, I used to teach history, so I'm always looking at you know these kinds of trends and the degree to which we've moved away from encouraging creativity and encouraging another way of engaging and processing the things of the world. It's, it's really disturbing. Um, And I think there's also this world where, um, music education is viewed as an elite privilege, not a right that every child Mm -hmm. should have. Mm -hmm. Um, my, my, my daughter attends an art school. My sister graduated from the Denver school of the arts and Mm -hmm. was a cellist. Mm -hmm. And at the time, because she had had like a year or two of private lessons, she was one of the really privileged kids in the Mm -hmm. program. Back then the whole program was set up to give an arts-based education to kids who may not otherwise get one. And Mm -hmm. so the notion, and we see this all over the system, right? Schools like yours, schools like mine, across the country and across the state, if they have to make cuts and with enrollment numbers, cuts, your cuts always are coming. Like mm-hmm. that's what we get rid of. And yeah. that's what we push to the back burner. If a right. schedule needs to be tweaked uncomfortably, right. who absorbs right. that, we get the blow, that adjustment. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. They're like, well, Jimmy, you could just, you just have the kids play music all day, right? Like you could do that. Like you know, maybe you don't or, need 80 you know, minutes. You could do four 20 minute periods, right? Uh, right. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I love that message. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Um, what are you, uh, what are you looking forward to? I, I I think you've probably had a little bit of an overview of, of kind of what's coming that's organized by the CCSSO. Um, so what, what are you looking forward to for the next year plus?
1: Um, right now I think it's the fear of the unknown because it's like, what's coming up? What am I going to have to do? You know, how am I going to feel about it? But I'm just looking forward to just going through this whole experience. Um, You know, you know, I've been kind of getting eased into it, you know, by doing the interviews and things like that, in which I'm very, you know, honored and, you know, grateful to be a part of. That's great. And that's kind of building me up. But I'm just I guess I'm just looking forward to just serving Doing my thing as 2023 Colorado teacher the year, whatever that is, you know. I'm yeah. and I'd I be lying to you if I didn't say I wasn't looking forward to meeting the president, <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? absolutely. So, yeah, and make sure
0: that you get in the space. People yeah. people will jump in front of the president to get that selfie. And I was not aggressive enough, and I did not get a <laughs> selfie, so just keep that in mind. But okay. like, don't 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 be dangerous, but no, I'm but, not gonna no, but oh, definitely no. be like, nah. This is happening right yeah, now. Um yeah. that's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. Well, uh, you know, I think you you talk about being honored um by some of this attention and recognition. I wanna say on behalf of the two Dope Teachers in a Mike podcast that I am honored to have you on this show. Your Thank personality, you. your passion, your love of the work, the love of what you teach and who you teach. Um, this this is something that's Almost enough to get me back into the classroom. <laughs> big emphasis on almost. <laughs> Much appreciated. Thank you
1: for the um, kind words. Thank
0: you. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we do have this really big. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a text from Kevin asking me if uh, we've gotten to top five rappers yet. Um, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's he's locked in. So uh, we talked a little bit about this off mic. We typically have this uh, little segment we like to do called top five rappers, um, but we, we don't want to we don't want to be reductive in hearing your musical analysis. We actually want to hear you talk about like music in general. Mm. Um, So there's a couple of ground rules on this. The first rule is that there aren't really any rules. Um, but so your top five doesn't have to be hierarchical, right? Okay. Okay. You don't have to be able to say that this is number one. And then this is number two. It doesn't have to be a ranking unless you want it to be okay. uh, second thing is it doesn't have to be representative, of your entire life boiling down to these top five performers, right? Like we know um, as consumers of music that our tastes change over time. And sometimes there's just performers (laughs) that you're just feeling in a moment. Like I would never say that, for example, um, Meek Mill is a top five of all time. But am I listening Mm. to a lot of his music and feeling it in the moment? Yeah, you know, but Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to say that this can also just be in the moment. The other thing is, and we call this Eric Hale rule, uh, Eric Hale 2021 Texas Teacher of the Year uh this is one where you can have ties for first, ties for second, ties for third. Oh, okay. um, I think by the time Eric was done with his top five, we had about fourteen or fifteen rappers on the list, <laughs> and uh, and then he expanded it, saying oh, if it was a top ten, it would oh. be different, you know. So, <laughs> feel free to test the boundaries of this top five. So, Jimmy Day the Second, twenty twenty three, Colorado Teacher of the Year. What is your top five?
1: All right. So I'm I'm real simple. I'm not going to get into the tide for first and the, I'm not going to expand. <laughs> I'm very forward. simple. I'm straight to the You're point. You're approaching
0: this the way you would teach your band class. Exactly. Like, I'm we're straight gonna keep there. This straight simple,
1: forward. Yep, simple <laughs> but effective. right? But yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, no order in no order. So earth, wind and fire. So, you know, oh, no, my. Yeah, so although Ugh. I'm 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 41, but you know I got a old I got an old spirit in me, and I got uh-huh. hooked to them in high school when I got into the band, and that's all I used to play. So uh, yeah, Earth Wind and Fire, um, cameo. Chills. Yeah, that's another man cameo, and um, Big Shine. You know, he's from the D, so
0: he's yeah, from the D with the
1: Cast Tech. You know, so you know, got to represent Big Shine in that in that five. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Bone Thugs and Harmony. That was my group, Midwest group. Oh man!
0: You know what? Cleveland. There was a moment. I'm gonna pause you for for a second, man. There was there was a moment where, and I'm a little bit older than you, but there was a moment when I had mentioned that I was really feeling Bone Thugs and Harmony, and I got made fun of. Like, <laughs> I was in college. People were like, "What? You like what?" And so I just wanna. Thank you for seeing me with this uh, one. I <laughs> um, got you. Very man. important. This <laughs> is a, this is a brilliant top five, and three of these uh, top five so far are people who have never been named on a top five in oh, the history cool. of Two Productions. So right. I'm feeling right. it. All right.
1: And, and um, then my and and my last in my last one, oh, the mighty outcast. <sighs> those that's my group. The, I, those those my those my people right there. I I can listen to Outcasts. From the beginning to the day to the end of the day.
0: Uh, no, I mean there's never a bad time, right? Like, never. <laughs> that, like I remember one time I was driving to work and I was I was in a really bad mood because as it became clear that I was ready to leave the classroom, I I would just feel really negative driving in, and um and literally bombs over Baghdad came on, Uh-huh. and. You can't, there's, there, there's a short list of songs that you just cannot maintain a negative mindset when they come on and when, when that, when, when B.O.B. comes on, it's like, okay, I'm going to need to let it go. Like, I either need to reject this song or reject (laughs) this bad vibe. (laughs) It's gotta be one of those. Um, man, this is, this is a fire top five. Um, so, Appreciate so it. the ones we have not had earth, wind and fire cameo or big Sean named on a top five. So okay. the pioneers, uh, to the two dope top fives. Right. I-, I love the diversity of music represented, I love the history acknowledged in this because you got stuff from before our time mm. and then stuff that's more that, that, uh, that kind of touches more into the present day. Mm. Um, I love it. And, and I think that this is a, uh, <laughs> it's a great representation <laughs> of the energy that you bring, um, <laughs> (laughs) How can our listeners follow you and kind of know what you're up to and see your ideas and just kind of, you know, connect with you at this point?
1: Um, So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, You can uh, they can catch me uh, at Jimmy L. Day. That's Jimmy with a Y. So at Jimmy L. Day on Twitter. Also, I have my mobile website linked on my Twitter page. So uh, they go. can click that and get in there and, and see uh, my articles. And uh, my YouTube channel is also linked to that mobile page as well.
0: Yes. Um, right. I'm Jimmy
1: uh, on Facebook. I'm Jimmy Day. You know, they can find me just like that. Jimmy Day. Um, but yeah, Love that's Jimmy Day the second. I'm sorry. So, Jimmy yeah.
0: Day, day the second. <laughs> day. Day the second. <laughs> Definitely. So they don't so, get so, it confused. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, that's amazing and uh we will definitely link these in uh on the show page when uh when this episode drops uh jimmy day thank you for taking time to appear on two dope teachers and a mic big honor for us one thing we like to do is as we take things out i'll ramble a little bit and then if if you would be so inclined together we can say stay dope um and that's how we'll conclude the show sound good to you
1: Sound good to
0: me. Good to no, me. All right, so folks, for the absent uh, Kevin Adams, my name is Gerardo Munoz. I'm also here uh, thanking Jimmy Day, Colorado, Jimmy Day the Second, Colorado Teacher of the Year, for coming on the show. Um, stay grateful this week, y'all. Stay focused on what makes you happy stay focused on the joy make sure you stay listening to music stay advocating for music education for all kids and above and beyond make sure that you always stay low